0: Welcome into The Harvest. I'm Andrew Stroud. They say hindsight is 2020, but what if you knew then what you know now? That's the question our team discusses on today's show. What are the top lessons we've learned in following Christ over the years that we wish we had known starting out? Hope you enjoy the conversation and that it encourages you in your own journey.
1: All right. So, we are all three the end of the Harvest triad is here today. On the podcast, um, which we're very excited about to have all of us together. Um, And we are here today as part of our goal of seeing the mission and message of Jesus mobilized into everyday places. We thought it would be a great idea to start um, this podcast with a question. And we're going to just kind of round robin it, kind of talk together. You guys are just going to be the fly on the wall in the room, so to speak. As we talk about our question, which is, what did you wish you knew when you started out in ministry? So we've got Andrew and Lakeith and me, Abigail, here um, today to talk about that question. So we're going to get started, and we hope that it will be an encouragement to you in whatever place you are in ministry. So, hi, guys. Hey, Abby. Are you there? Yeah, what's
2: going on? We're here.
1: Yeah, so the um, so the guys are in San Diego, and I'm here in San Antonio, but thanks to technology, we are all here together with you mm-hmm. on this podcast today. Absolutely. So, yeah, so we're going to take this question, which you guys just heard as well. Um, so what do you wish you knew when you started out in ministry? And we're going to start with Andrew because he's super old and has been in ministry <laughs> a really long time. So, and so... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, Andrew, think back, way, way back to when you started out. What is something that you wish you had known starting out in ministry?
0: Well, we talked about this just a little bit uh, yesterday, and of course, I'm going to mess things up right from the start. Mm-hmm. Because as cool. I was thinking through, as I was thinking through this question, what do, what did I wish that I had known at the start? Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me is how fortunate, um, how much God watched over me because pretty early into my, my walk with Christ, God brought some, some mentors into my path or he brought me into their path. And I think that a lot of the things that I learned early on were life changing. They've been things that have guided me over Mm -hmm. the years since, um, and so I'm sort of going to flip the question on its head, you know, what, <laughs> okay, of course, Sure. of course, of course you
1: are way to be hard.
0: I know. <laughs> but I think as I was trying to think through this question of what I wish I had known when I was starting out, um, the things that really stood out to me were a few things that I learned early on that have guided me and stuck with me and proven to be true over the years. And so, Um, I'm going to try to come at it from that point of view. And the first thing that really stood out to me was the reality of Christ's resurrection and the truth that he's alive today. Hmm. And for me growing up Hmm. in the Bible Belt, you know, I had heard stories about Jesus and I believed in him, I guess you could say, in an academic sense. So I believed that God was out there. I believed that Jesus was his son. You know, the basic... Big blocks of the story, yeah, things I was familiar with, but I don't know, there was a big disconnect between those facts or those pieces of the story and the way I was going about my everyday life. There was a big disconnect where, um, God was real, but He was somewhere far away on the other side of the cosmos, and and we were just stuck down here on earth trying to make sense of everything. So when when I learned and discovered that Jesus is alive, that that's what the resurrection means, is that he's just as living today as he was 2,000 years ago when he was walking the earth as a physical man, and he was calling men and women during his day to follow him, to interact with him, and to learn from him, that he's, he's got the same desire today, And we have the same opportunity. So Jesus is alive and he's present. He told his followers that he would be with us always to the very end of the age. And so the reality of Christ's life was something that I learned early on as I began to follow him. And this would have been when I was about 20, 21 years of age, and I'm 44 now. And that's been something that I've come back to almost on a daily basis, that because Jesus is alive and because he's he's present, I can listen to him, which is the first thing that I need to be doing, is he's a teacher. The number one way Jesus described himself in the Gospels is as a teacher. And so if I'm going to be his follower, I need to be willing to listen to his teachings so that I can learn from him, so that I can live for him. And that's the progression Mm -hmm. that's been really helpful for me so that I'm not just a Christian like a card carrying member of the Christian faith and I can pull out my, my ID badge. That's what makes me a Christian. No, I'm a Christian because I'm connected to Jesus and daily I'm, I'm listening. I'm learning. I'm seeking to live for him.
1: Yeah. So you're not just all out there on your own trying to do this. You've got this big partner slash the person in charge. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, people, a, a lot of times you'll hear that it's, that Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. And mm. that's, that's a great, it's a truth, but it can almost become a trite slogan. Well, what does it really mean that Christianity is a relationship, True. not a religion? And for me, yeah. it's a relationship because Jesus is alive, the reality of his, of his resurrected life, and that he's, he's willing to be with us and to go with us throughout our day and teach us if we'll make time to listen to him.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's awesome. Well, Keith, you have any any thoughts on that?
2: I do. I have to go after Andrew. Um, oh boy, this guy. <laughs> yeah, you remember, do. you going to be awesome. Yeah. For me, I think uh, something I had to come to terms, terms with was that it was okay to be an intern, you know. So for an intern, uh, they learn in the job. Like, you don't just start out doing it, you know. In a sense, you do because if you get up close enough, there's things you'll learn uh, while they're working or, you know, whatever the scenario may be. But I had to be okay with that, that I couldn't learn from a distance or only get instructions from a book or hear about other people's, you know, testimonials or how they got started in ministry, but to go for it, to, uh, <clears throat> to be willing to get close enough to people who were doing ministry and to learn from their example. And I think Jesus modeled this really well. Like the first thing he told the followers in John, John one to do was come and see. They wanted to know where he was standing. And he said, come and see. And I think, that coming to me meant that they were going to get time with him and learn from him. And, uh, you know, they actually spent time with him and they were learning on the job, watching him work. And, and, uh, that way there was just so much you can take in. They were almost like sponges. So I think just being okay with being an intern, you know, like I'm going to learn on the job. There's some things I can only learn by being engaged in, in God's work. And, and, uh, Jesus modeled that with his early disciples, you know, uh come come and see come follow me uh it was get close to me and learn from me so
0: i i sort of threw us off at the very beginning because the question was what <laughs> right, what, what do you wish you had known right that you're, you're glad no you one's answering the them?
1: question yeah. we are doing
2: great no no that's still my answer to that question
0: so that's what i'm asking yeah, so for, just to clarify so uh-huh. in the early stages yep. of your faith you yep. did not understand that you didn't know that it was okay to yep to learn on the job,
2: uh huh. Because so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that the tra- trajectory was like, hey, you know, I have to go to this distant Bible college, right? Uh, oh, learn yeah. for four years. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, get, get get official, you know. Get my L uh, letter, and then I can start doing ministry because at that point I'm legitimate. There's no. Uh, it was all official, you know. It was very, I guess, mechanical. So, uh, the intern idea was that hey, someone's already doing it and God's, you know, brought you in their path, like Andrew shared about Cecil and Jeannie, and that I can come and partner with them and learn on the job. So I think uh, if I had known that early on, it would have it would have saved me some time on the back end. So I think, you know, Andrew bringing me into the lives of the Strouds really helped me learn, you know, not on the fly, but in a sense, you know, I got to see the way they interacted with each other, with individuals, you know, how they spent time in God's Word, how they prayed. Uh, and those mm-hmm. those were things I observed of close. So I uh, hope that people get to see that, that they don't have to wait to go forward. Or, you know.
1: Yeah, that's really good. It's funny that both of you have kind of, you know, similar points to make as far as watching other people do it. And you know, I think we all have in common that we had really great um, people influencing mm-hmm. um, our early ministry, people that we got to watch, which... Um, mm-hmm. If you don't have someone like that in your life, then boy, like start praying now that God puts somebody in your path because yeah. it's so instrumental. Um, and I think that did probably help all of us um, to maybe make this question even hard because we thought like, oh, wow, we had people really telling us early mm-hmm. on in ministry what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, though, I am ins- going to get a little negative on that for just a second. <laughs> in the sense that the thing I wish I knew starting out in ministry is that I didn't have to get it perfect. Like I saw. Mm -hmm. So for instance Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did have such great leaders to look up to um, just a really starting pretty far back in my life. um, I grew up in a church where intercession was really huge. And so I would listen to people pray and they were like, crazy prayers. I mean, just (laughs) amazingly beautiful prayers. And I thought I really, I can't pray out loud unless it sounds that beautiful. Or, you know, Mm. I heard really great teaching from Mm. Andrew, even um, Mm. early on. And I was like, well, I, you know, I better sit here and wait until Mm. I get to be a really good teacher, you know? And so I think in some ways I was um, sort of intimidated by the people that were further along in ministry. And I thought I'm Mm going to need to take a second, sort of like what you were saying, like Keith, as far Mm -hmm. as I needed Mm -hmm. to go get a degree. And it wasn't that I thought I needed that necessarily, but I did feel definitely intimidated. And then I needed Mm -hmm. to get it right, right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think the first thing that I wish I'd known is that how little I needed to know to just be obedient. Mm -hmm. Um, and that Jesus was really just looking for my obedience and that I could start out and do kind of just the things that I barely knew, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and if if someone taught me something, I could turn around and tell somebody else and maybe not even do as good of a job, but it was still being obedient to the calling that we all have, Mm -hmm. um, for Matthew 28. So I think for me, just maybe being a little less, uh, straight laced and um wanting to be a perfectionist about things yep. and that sometimes you just have to be put one foot in front of the other
0: yeah yeah absolutely I think uh, there's there's definitely a connection between what you're sharing there Abigail and what Lakeith was yeah was just sharing and it actually does fit cause we each came up with three things mm-hmm. um and that was my second one so it, it actually does connect with what you guys were just sharing um I heard I heard a quote once that I I really agree with it. It says that you don't learn so that you can do, you do so you can learn. And if you think Mm -hmm. about this spectrum where on the one side, it's all like, like the Keith was sharing earlier. Well, I've got to go to Bible college and I've got to figure all of this stuff out so that Mm -hmm. I can then be used by God so that I can begin to live for him Mm -hmm. and share him with others. And then on the other side of the spectrum, there's just, jump in there and start mixing it up and and just do, even though you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I'm sure that somewhere you you gotta, you've got to adjust that in between those those two extremes. But I do think for a lot of us, we're way over on the side of, we need to learn so that we can do. Mm, Totally. (laughs) Yeah, rather than jump in and start doing, even if you only know a little bit, if you know Mm -hmm. five things, start engaging and obeying in mm-hmm. those five areas because mm-hmm. that's actually what's going to allow you to learn number six, seven, eight. Um, and so it's a very active type of learning that I think discipleship is, is described as in the scriptures.
1: Yeah, be faithful with a little, <laughs> for sure.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was my number two. My number two is that you learn to make disciples by trying to make disciples mm. you, you learn to be a disciple <laughs> you learn to be a disciple by trying to be a disciple, trying to be faithful with with what little you do know in the moment and uh again it was I was very blessed we were blessed uh, my wife Cindy, and I were blessed to to have an older Christian couple in our lives that not only modeled that but Challenged us to step out in faith beyond our comfort zone mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. begin practicing what little we did know.
1: Yeah, totally. I that's such a good word as far as um, and I and we kind of are are hitting the same things, but maybe a little different angle, which is fine. I think mm-hmm. um, you know we for sure know that having people to look up to and then just being just getting started, I guess, just yeah. stepping out in it, um, as the only way to know how it it works. Um, yeah. and I guess it's really what Jesus did with his disciples. He, for yeah. sure, they were having to learn as they went. Yeah. Um, he said, go follow me and I will make you fishers of men all in the same sentence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Abby, I got a question. Uh, what, what, what helped you get over the, the prayer, the praying out loud? I know that was a, A good practical example you gave. So (laughs) you're quite the prayer warrior now. So what helped you get over that hump?
1: Um, I think just in all honesty, I think it was, um, and it fits a little bit into Andrew's second point was just that in starting to disciple people myself, um, Mm -hmm. uh, and helping other girls. And so I would be praying something that I thought was pretty simple and like, you know, that's just normal. And then I would say, amen. And they would look at me like, wow, that was so profound and beautiful. And I would just (laughs) like, Oh no, it wasn't, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, it just kind of burst my bubble as Mm -hmm. far as you know, we're, this is all just speaking to Jesus. Um, yeah. And so in teaching them and wanting them to get over me, which <laughs> seemed silly, even like <laughs> it's totally laughable. Um, I made just, I thought, well, I need to get over myself too. You know, really mm-hmm. all of us um, are probably caring way too much about how we're looking yeah. <laughs> and yes. how we're, yeah. you know, sounding to others. Um, right. It's really just the obedience and, I mean our yeah. prayers are to love, you know, to speak to the Lord. So it's mm-hmm. not really about what other people think of them. <laughs> yeah. So, I had to get over myself. That's the short answer.
2: Gotcha. So, yeah. I
0: like I like that you highlighted that. I I heard I heard once that pride is preoccupation with self.
1: Well, and,
0: yes, and, and that can go in <laughs> two directions. So, a lot of times we think of pride as thinking too highly of ourselves, but pride can also involve thinking too poorly of ourselves, so sure. that. But the point is, we're thinking about ourselves, and we tend to we tend to think that we don't have anything to offer, or if we pray out loud, it's going to sound foolish, and people are going to be laughing. Maybe even if it's just on the inside, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we don't realize that as long as we're holding back, um, we're not growing, and we're not providing others with with the blessing that we could be if we just stepped out and shared, shared what we know. So
1: yeah, totally. Yeah. Oof, that's a, that's a continual lesson right there, friends. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that one's constantly being learned, at least for me. I'm clearly very proud.
0: Yeah. it's. A, I think it's a big one. I mean, I, I do believe that this, this holds a lot of us back that we tend to think that others are further along or I don't know, we kind of go in our heads. We go to the worst case scenario, like, if I speak up and share something that I learned from the scriptures or if I pray out loud, what if it goes terribly wrong? Hmm. And I think for most of us human natures, our minds go there. And then we just choose not to step out. Um, yeah. But, but the reality is it almost always goes better than you'd expect it. If you'll just take that step of obedience.
1: Yeah. And I think for me, um, and this will kind of be my my second thought, is that I um, I really and maybe even as like the writer side of my mind now, even when things get really badly, I just think, well, this will make a good story. This is terrible. This will be funny later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that way also with ministry that I do need to get a little bit um, looser with it. Um, Hmm. this is like a a story that came to my mind when I was thinking on this question, um, happened a while ago with my husband and I, um, we were leading a house church and, um, we had this, uh, this, like, this difficulty going on in the house church. This, there was this one person, and they, like, dominated the conversation. And um, we just felt like we had lost control. And I think our big worry was what everyone else in the house church was thinking of us. Like, we are terrible leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just mm-hmm. horrible. Like, they can't control the situation. Um, and so we are trying to deal with it. Like, how do mm-hmm. we deal with this person? And um, And then it kind of hit us that actually it was helping the rest of the church because they were getting to watch us like tragically fail. (laughs) (laughs) And that was good on a couple of levels. They got to watch us work it out and that we didn't have all the answers all the time. Mm. And also it just got like allowed them to see that sometimes things are not easy. Um, and sometimes if you have a leader who, you know, hopefully that knows more than you and is a little bit further down the road, it looks so simple for them. Um, and you can't even necessarily see the struggle. Um, and so it was just realizing that, um, we're all struggling in some area. There's some, something that we're all trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's okay. Like we can mm-hmm. just work through it. Um, and so even for those that it just looks super easy, there's, I promise that there's something that they're having to work through and struggle with and the Lord is teaching them. And so I, I wish I'd known that. And I wish that I then, you know, maybe it just kind of all stems back from that. I've got to just have this figured out. Um, or we have to have like a full house church right away. You know, sometimes I can just start with one person, um, you know, that we didn't have to just start out with, just like this thriving ministry that we could just mm-hmm. be faithful with one person that we just go out and just love on one faithful person. And that, mm-hmm. that's, that's all you need.
0: Yeah. You're really touching on in my mind, like, like what does it mean to be successful? I don't know if that's the right word. The, the yeah, right maybe. Experience. Yeah. But we think about that. We We think about, even like you're talking about starting a house church. Well, there's some sort of vague idea in our minds of what success should look like. Yeah. rather than Just being obedient and trusting God for, for what happens.
2: Hmm. For sure. Abby, you pitched me the uh, perfect softball a segue into my, my first yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was, um, I think one of the things I wish I had known early on starting out in ministry was that I, uh, had to be okay with not being liked. I think a lot of times I wasn't mm-hmm. um, proclaiming the, simply the good news because I thought that, pro, you know, proclaiming it too early or not at the right time or in the right place would cause me not to be liked. Ooh, and I actually yeah. thought that as a hindrance to, uh, to ministry. And what is this person thinking? Uh, should, I, should I care? And uh, setting out to be liked. And the story that reminded me of was from John chapter 4. When Jesus was meeting with the uh, Samaritan lady and without going into too much detail I think the reason she was out like high noon when it was really hot to draw water was because she really cared what people thought about her because her reputation was known and uh, you know she wasn't welcomed or liked so she had she almost had to live in isolation and uh, through one encounter with Jesus recognizing who he was and responding she went out and told the rest of her village and the outcome uh, was uh, found in John chapter four, verse 42 It says, and they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you have said that we believe for we have heard for ourselves and know that this in- indeed is a savior of the world. So, um, very quickly it stopped being about her and you know what they thought of her, mm-hmm. what she thought of herself, but more so, uh, about Jesus and through her, her little faithfulness of proclaiming the good news to them, uh, Many people came to faith, so the more important thing for for me was man, I can't set out to be liked or to be so uh worried about what others think of me, but to share this good news, you know, and that's I think that's really essential to ministry
1: mm, that's so good, yeah, like just get out of our heads, okay. and it's really about the message that we have here it's
2: yeah.
1: that is is truly a life-altering message that we have to bring to people that's so good exactly that's awesome well did we all get our our points in did we all give our two i think we did we did it you guys (laughs) i i I do think it's really cool the way just we we promise you guys who are listening that we did not coordinate our answers at all. But I do feel like there was a, just a common thread here of just getting outside of um, our worries regarding how it's going to look and, you know, how um, how much we need to know going in and that it is a ma- about that message of Jesus, that he is alive and living and wants to um, get the word out about himself And we just need to stop worrying about what we do and don't know or how it's going to sound or what people Mm -hmm. are going to think and just start doing it.
0: Yeah, I I really agree with that. I think um, (laughs) we we threw out this question. We each thought about it on our own, and it is pretty interesting how there was a lot of convergence in terms of what we thought about was was helpful. Mm -hmm. And just sitting here listening to you guys and being part of this conversation, my, I guess my summary would just be what I hear us saying as a, as a group is go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, That, that Jesus is alive, that he's alert to what's going on in our lives, that, that he wants us to walk by faith and that whatever it is that's keeping us from doing that, whether Mm -hmm. it's self doubt or worried about what others will, will think about us, Um, that those are never good reasons to to not move forward, to not seek to grow in our faith. So Mm -hmm. I would actually love to hear, as our audience listens to to this episode, I'd love for them to have some way to just interact with us, maybe share what are some of the things that either you've learned that have been helpful, or if something we shared during the podcast really struck you, um, trying to think of what would be the best way for them to engage with us. Mm-hmm.
1: We need that Facebook page, like Mui Pronto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now we've got, uh, I guess we've got a page, but we need to create, they call it a group.
1: Oh, so, okay, I just don't have the right terminology. I'm an uh, old person.
0: <laughs> well, so what we, I think what we can do in the meantime is this. this podcast will post, and people can get it through whatever, Podcast subscription app they have, but it'll also post to the Into the Harvest website. So if people go to intotheharvest.org, hey, hey. they can actually find this particular episode. It should be on the homepage, and uh, at the bottom of that, if they click on the episode at the bottom, there is a comment section. Maybe that's what we could encourage people to do if mm. if you've got yeah. Something really in the meantime,
1: structure. for sure, and we want you to share it there because. I kind of want everyone to benefit from whatever your thoughts are. So, um, so we do kind of want that community conversation um, because I guarantee whatever you're thinking, probably somebody else either could really benefit from, or they too are thinking the same thing. So um, yeah, I definitely want to hear what other people think about this question of what do they wish they knew when they were first starting out, or if you are just starting out and we just talked for 30 minutes and you feel like we did not cover the thing that you're feeling, (laughs) Mm -hmm. please let us know what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. we for sure want to have this be a two way conversation. So, all right, friends, that was it. Episode one. We hope you enjoyed it.